MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, and welcome to The Short Stuff. I'm Mojave Josh, and there's Mojave Chuck, and Mojave Jerry's out there somewhere, and so is Mojave Dave, and this is Short Stuff about something I had never heard of before, Chuck, the Mojave Desert Megaphone. Yes, Mojave. How are you, Mojave? I'm good. I'm Mojave. Mojave, you? Mojave. Sure. (laughs) So dumb. Have you ever been to the Mojave Desert? Sure. I guess you have to have been if you've ever driven from Los Angeles to Las Vegas, right? Yeah, boy, that's a that's not the most fun ride in the world, I gotta say. Barren, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty barren. Uh, Cow skulls everywhere. Yeah, exact tumbleweeds and Mm -hmm. uh, dead mafia bodies, and and (laughs) me and my old friend John Pendel driving to Vegas to get him a Krispy Kreme Las Vegas T-shirt, and then driving home. That does it. Just does not seem right to call him John. I know him as Johnny, and I always will. Johnny P. Johnny Pendel. Sounds like a bad kid at school. <laughs> he was, you know, he was a decent kid. He's probably yeah, laughing because sure. he gets in touch with me every time we mention him, so he'll laugh at that. <laughs> He's a good so, guy. I know he is. That's why I can out him as a bad kid in school. Bad kid, though. <laughs> so um, did you guys ever go see the Mojave Megaphone, or had you heard of it before? I had not heard of it until I found this article on how stuff works actually nice work well nice yeah. work how stuff works for really turning us on to something really had you heard about it no i hadn't i already said oh okay i've never heard of this before and then sorry fact, mojave. I'll even, I'll, I'll, <laughs> it's mojave okay um so uh, in the mojave desert as a matter of fact in the mojave desert national preserve there is what looks a lot like a giant um weathered steel yeah, megaphone bolted pretty much permanently to a couple of boulders on the top of like a hill, um, and it weighs a lot. And no one can make heads or tails of not only how it got there, but what it is and how long it's been there. It's a bona fide mystery. Yeah, this is nuts to me that nobody has come out and knows the origin of this thing. I, I know, like surely by now somebody would have been like, "Oh, I know the guy who put it there," and here's. Here's what it is, you know. And by the way, this is Banksy's real identity kind of person. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So the Mojave Desert is, uh, or this thing is located actually in the Mojave Desert National Preserve in sort of a, it says a remote corner, but they're all fairly remote. And it's just, you know, it could be art. Uh, it could be a horn of some sort, like maybe a siren. And, mm-hmm. you know, we'll get to some of these in a little more detail, but it's it's just crazy to me that no one knows how this got there, especially because it has, you know, sort of shaped like a megaphone, but it's the kind of thing where it seems like one would be able to say, oh, well, no, that used to be a thing because there were other things that are shaped just like this. Right, exactly. There's nothing like that. And like you're saying, nobody's come forward to be like, this is what it is, or everyone has to preference what they're saying with, with I think, 
or I I see it as, you know, like it's all just interpretation, which is great. Um, and I'm if you to, to describe it a little further, it looks like two slightly different sized rocket boosters mm-hmm. um, placed top butt to, to butt. top, yeah, or mouth to mouth. Okay. I like to think that the fire comes out of the butt, you know. All right, sure. So this is mouth to mouth, bolted together like that. There's a couple of like triangular fins. Uh, I think there's a pair of them at least uh, toward the end on each side as they flare out. And then inside, there's crosshairs basically made of rebar, it looked like to me. And the whole thing has no markings. There's no numbers. There's no letters. There's no nothing on it. Not even what seems like it was maybe used for before. And then if you look at like the rebar and the welding job, it doesn't seem like it was part of any kind of mass production. Like, it almost gives you the idea of like a one-off kind of thing, you know? Yeah, which means it could be art. Uh, mm-hmm. It's big. It's about eight feet long. And if you see where it is, it you know, it took some effort. Uh, maybe two people, but probably at least three or four people to get this thing up there, get it bolted onto the side of this cliff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it has led to a lot of speculation over the years as to, you know, there's some pretty decent ideas, I think, as to what this thing could be. Uh, maybe we should take a break. Yes, we should, come back. Mojave. Yes, Mojave. And we'll be right back to really Mojave this Mojave. <laughs> Mother's Day is right around the corner, and in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Okay, Mojave, Chuck. (laughs) All right, so some people think it might be a a siren of some kind uh, from the 1940s or 50s, Mm -hmm. like... You know, they tested nuclear bombs not too far from here. Mm -hmm. It's near some Army and Air Force activity. 
Maybe it was an early warning signal. Other people say, I don't know about that. Like this thing is really out in the middle of nowhere. You would have something like that closer to where people are probably. Mm -hmm. So that idea is okay, but has also largely been shot down by a bunch of other people. So that to me still makes sense because while it's not and never was very heavily populated place, I think there's a, a ghost town called Crucero mm-hmm. um, nearby. I mean, it's between the existing towns of Baker and Ludlow, and they're not exactly like Beijing and Shanghai or anything right. like that, you know. <laughs> yeah. But there's a rail line, an old abandoned rail line that runs right through there. And apparently okay. they used to run chemical agents to um, the um, military bases out that way. So while you wouldn't have had a lot of people to warn, you would have had a potential situation to warn about, even if it was just a few people, of like a major chemical spill or a gas leak or something like that. So to me, the idea that it was some sort of warning system, it does make sense. But at the same time, it doesn't make sense that they would use some handmade one rather than one that was, you know, available. Because there were huge air raid sirens that were around in World War II that look kind of similar, but were obviously air raid sirens, and they they look like they would work a lot better than whatever this thing was. Yeah, I I saw on YouTube there was this uh, woman who did a siren test, like got a a crank siren and put it in the small end, Mm -hmm. then had her friends down on the ground see if they could hear it. Mm -hmm. And they could, but it it didn't amplify things that much. Mm -hmm. Um, And interestingly, in the YouTube comments, and so believe me, I'm not saying that this... (laughs) This is like the worst research possible right. to say a YouTube commenter said this, <laughs> right. but there was a YouTube comment that said, hey, listen, I think it might be something from an old salt mine, like uh, hot brine might have been pumped at high pressure uh-huh. through this thing because it's just made of such thick iron and steel. Like it doesn't, he said, you could make something like a megaphone out of something a lot lighter. Yeah, true. And that sort of made sense a little bit. That's the only reason I mention it. Um, other people said that they said something like a rocket booster, maybe, or maybe what's called a, a venturi, a pipeline venturi, which is an enclosure that's is hourglass shape that controls the flow of fluids through a pipe, which is legitimate too. I mean, but that's why would it possible. be up there? Like, and wouldn't they have some record of a pipeline through there? That's the thing. Like, there's no apparent either. Some no one's looked in the right place yet, or it's it just wasn't documented. Yeah. Which which means it was either secret or it is a more recent art installation. But if you look at it, I think one of the people who run tours out there um, said that um, they think that it's been there for thirty more years. This thing looks like it's been around for a lot longer than the 1990s. You know, Um, so it it looks very old, and it's possible its use was just so mundane that it didn't need any kind of documentation or, you know, yeah, it's possible it's secret. And I kind of don't want to know, but at the same time, I think I would find it pretty fascinating to know its use too. Like, I think that that also makes mysterious objects really interesting, you know, knowing their history. Yeah. Another thing that feels plausible to me is that it, uh, it was not something that sent out a sound, but something that maybe was used to to detect something. Like Mm -hmm. if they were doing nuclear testing at the Nevada testing site, that maybe it was something that like measured or detected long-range shockwaves or something like that. Uh, And then it could make sense that the government, you know, it it might have been sort of a one-off 
and not have manufacturing numbers and the government wouldn't readily come out and say anything like that. Yeah. You know, existed. Plus also Edwards Air Force Base is kind of nearby, which is where um, Chuck Yeager broke the sound barrier. Yeah, sure. And he very famously said, uh, folks, uh, Mojave, <laughs> over. And that was it. Uh, should we tell people how to get there? I think so, sure. I mean, it's all over the place. We even have the exact coordinates. Yeah, the exact coordinates are, get out your pencil, everyone, and Mojave this down on your Mojave. 35.0056 degrees north, 116.1963 degrees west. And that's uh, if, the use your decoder pin right. for the little orphan Annie secret message. Uh, if you want to go there, um, you cannot just walk there or drive there in your uh, Toyota Tercel. <laughs> no shade on the Tercel. Great car. Sure. But you need a four-wheel drive because you're going to have to drive through the Mojave River. Uh, you're going to be on dirt roads. You're going to be driving through sand, through canyons. And, uh, it, it, you know, it's not the easiest thing to get to. No, not at all. But if you want to get there, you can. People have before, and you can take a photo with it. Sure. Or do a Post bring a crank there. siren and do a test of your own. Or you can look for gold. There's a legend that it actually points to a gold hoard underground. But Oh, yeah. I'm not sure I buy that one. No, I think they mentioned the crosshairs. Yeah. For that reason, but I don't know. It's just really interesting. It doesn't it doesn't look like any megaphones that were used at any period in anyone's history. Mm-hmm. So uh I don't know. I think sometimes people just didn't they find something like a monolith in Utah recently? Yeah, that definitely was an art installation. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's true. This this isn't necessarily so. Well, if you do go, let us know. We want to hear about it. Get in touch with us. In in the meantime, everybody, short stuff is Mojave. Stuff You Should Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. <laughs>